the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. As children of God, once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the price for our sins is paid in full. Yet, despite our Savior's priceless gift and immeasurable love for all people, past, present, and future, throughout the entire world, the sinless Son of God's redemptive love is, to a large degree, unappreciated. Listen closely with Bible, pen, and paper handy. You will want to take notes as Pastor Randall reminds us of Jesus Christ's supreme sacrifice being delivered to be crucified in place of one who deserved to die. And we know that all things, not something, everything is, that's happening to you is not an accident, not a coincidence. God is orchestrating your life. Just keep your eyes on him and know that he's in control. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Genuine faith is trusting Christ in the midst of your circumstances, even when you do not understand what he is up to and believing that God is working all things out for his glory and your good. Number four, uh, how do you respond uh, to rejection? Refuse to quit. Refuse to quit. I quit the church. I'm out of here. You have problems on your job. You don't just run away. You never, you never get a paycheck. Refuse to quit. You, you go through all kinds of stuff on your job. They make changes on your job, mistreated on your job. Sometimes you work longer hours and less pay and on and on and on it goes. They cut back on benefits. They cut back on this and that and increase your hours and you just stay there and sweat it out and tough it out. Sometimes stick your mouth out. But you don't quit. You're too close to retiring, too close to this or that, and you hang in there. Refuse to quit. God does not reward quitters. You need to, you need to write that down. Because some of y'all about to quit something in here. You're about to quit your marriage or you're about to quit. You're about to give up on your children. You're about to give up on, you're you about to leave your blessing because God put you there, but you've lost sight that he put you there. Refuse to quit. God does not reward quitters. Jesus completed his mission for us and we should complete our mission for him. Therefore, maintain good church attendance. This, when you come, you get messages like this so that you can deal and cope better with life. Have a biblical perspective and not a political correct perspective. Not a media's perspective. Not a politician's perspective. A Bible perspective. Maintain good church attendance. That's why uh, Satan keeps you from the church and give you every distraction imaginable to keep you away because he don't want you to hear messages like this because he wants to destroy you. Maintain good church attendance. Faithfully serve in ministry. If you're not in one ministry of the church, my friend, you are out of the will of God. You can work these jobs and go different places and uh, you enjoy life and do whatever you want to do. But you don't have any room in your life for God. Your life is out of order spiritually. 
and keep telling the lost about the good news of Jesus Christ. We had the witnessing teams on the, uh, in the neighborhoods across the street, and we, we were telling folk about Jesus all through that neighborhood. Happy resurrection. We, we, uh, we talked to Mormons and those who blo- even belonged to other churches. We had, had spoke a word to them, prayed with a young man whose child was just uh, giving him headaches, just uh, all kind of tense, attention def- deficit disorder and all kinds. We laying hands and praying on him. Here's another lady walking down the street, pushing a buggy with kids. And as we we're going, I said, holy Aubrey. I rode down the window. Happy resurrection. And I gave her a card. And here's another person. I stopped Aubrey. I rode the window down. Happy resurrection. I'm giving out cards, not only knocking on doors, but even rolling down the window, handing out cards with everything on it. You can't talk to everybody, but give them a card. I was at H-E-B shopping just the other day. Ooh, them people can shop. I wish they'd come to church like they shop for groceries. Ooh. I just wanted about three or four items. Oh, my goodness. I parked all the way to the excess road on I-35. Had to walk all the way. They even had a cop out there directing traffic in the main area. I said, they got a cop out here. All these folk. I wish people sought their spiritual food like they do their physical food. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I wish people were just as hungry for spiritual food. And I was in there, and I got, finally got in there, finally got up to the cashier and all of that. And she was saying, oh, my hair and stuff is making me so hot. I said, well, you don't have to have hair, you know. And I took my hat off, and she looked. She said, oh, okay. <laughs> and so I did. I turned her back. Opportunity went. So I said, happy Resurrection Sunday. She said, happy Easter. I said, happy Resurrection. She said, well, I can't say that around here. I said, I don't know why you, why you can't. I mean, it's the truth. Uh, folk is not going to be saved by being politically correct. Uh, it's only the truth going to set you free. So happy resurrection. She looked at me and carried on. Scared to say happy resurrection weekend. I was at the cleaners uh, 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 a few days ago. I said happy resurrection. She said, she said happy Easter. She's a Christian. Easter is not a bad word. Don't get me wrong. But resurrection is a more powerful word. I said, she said happy Easter. I said happy resurrection weekend to you. She said, you know what? You got a good point. Do you realize you are a witness when you keep the main thing, the main thing? Amen. Don't, don't you quit. Don't you quit. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. This is a powerful text that says, looking unto Jesus. That's how you keep from quitting. Keep your eyes on Christ. The author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. They treated him shamefully, spat upon him, cursed him, mocked him, maligned him, and has sat down. He went through all of that, didn't quit. And then he, he finished his work and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know why he sat down? Because his work was finished. Some of y'all sitting and you haven't got started yet. Verse 3 says, for consider him who endured such hostility. They were hostile against Christ from sinners against himself. Lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You say, God, you don't understand. Yes, he does. That's why this passage is here. 
Jesus did not quit and neither should we. Beloved, had Jesus quit because of rejection, all of of us in this room would still be lost and headed to a Christless eternity in hell had Jesus quit. The redemptive work of God would not have been accomplished. But thank God he stayed the course and he finished. How do we respond to rejection? Number five, realize that when it comes to rejection, you are not alone. Jesus himself experienced rejection. Luke 23, 18 says, and they all cried out at once. That's a whole lot of folk out there. I mean, it was a bunch of them against Jesus. They said, away with this man. And released us, Barabbas, Barabbas. They chose a notorious robber and insurrectionist over Jesus who was perfect, over, over Jesus who was sinless, and over Jesus who was righteous. Jesus experienced rejection after rejection after rejection after rejection after rejection. Luke 17, 25 says, but first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. The scripture also says in the gospel of John chapter one, verse 11, he came to his own and his own did not receive him. Uh, uh, Jesus even experienced rejection from his own siblings because in the gospel of John chapter seven, verse five, it says, For even his own brothers did not believe in him. His own family uh, rejected him. There are people under my voice. You've been rejected by family members. Rejected because you're different. Rejected because you're Christian. Rejected because you don't go along with evil, messy stuff. You are not the only one who has experienced rejection. In other words, you are in good company. Jesus himself experienced rejection. So why do you think you should be exempt from it? As a matter of fact, the scripture says in Luke 6, 26a, woe to you when all men speak well of you. Beloved, when you are living holy and obeying the holy scriptures in a sinful, wicked, and vile culture. Expect animosity, resentment, and rejection because your lifestyle and the presence of God in your life convicts those around you and make them feel very uncomfortable because they're living so immorally. They have no values. And so your holy lifestyle convicts them of their sins. Number six, refuse to allow Satan to lure you into addictions because of your rejection. Refuse to allow Satan to lure you into, your, into addictions because of rejection. Many respond to rejection by turning to drugs. I just give up. They get on drugs. They get on alcohol. They get very angry and bitter. They get depressed. Uh, they, they lose hope and even become suicidal. The gospel of John chapter 10, verse 10 says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Beloved, continue to live in hope. Continue to believe God. Continue to worship God. Don't lose focus. Keep the main thing the main thing. Number seven, when rejected, refuse to seek revenge because it never It is never the answer. I'm going to get them back. They don't know who they're messing with. 
I know how to get them back in such a way they'll never know who did it, but I got them. Let me tell you something. Refuse, when rejected, refuse to seek revenge. It is never, never, never the answer. How do you know that? Leviticus 19, 18. If I had time, I'd give you a, a whole litany of other scriptures. But let me give you this one. Leviticus 19, 18 says, you shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Instead of retaliating, Jesus asked the father to forgive the very ones who put him on the cross. How do you know that? Because of Luke 23, 34, which says, then Jesus said his first sayings from the cross, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. They nailed his hand, they nailed his feet, they pierced his, they pierced his side, they put a crown of thorns around his head, they spat on him. And instead of him calling a legion of angels to destroy him, creating an earthquake to swallow him up, he didn't do anything. He said, Father, forgive them, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Beloved, you are never authorized to get even. Take the high road. Say that with me. Take the high road. Say it a little bit louder. Take Say it a little bit louder. Take the high road and allow God to fight your battles. Do not take matters into your own hands. Instead, of, instead, allow God to vindicate you. I love that great passage in Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. Have you ever had God to fight your battles? God can fight in a way that no one else can fight. The Lord knows how to fight for you. The Lord is, has wisdom in his fighting. <laughs> the, I love that scripture. It's my scripture. I love it. It ought to be yours. You better claim it. You better claim it. You better claim it. The Lord fight for you and you shall hold your peace. You don't have to get them back. God knows what happened. When you take matters in your own hands, then what you're saying is, God, this is bigger than you. You don't know what you're doing and you can't get them like I can get them. Number, number eight, listen to this. Do not promote or amplify, do not promote or amplify your rejections through social media or whining to others about your situation. Instead, pray for those who hurt and reject you. Sometimes you get on the, you start texting and you get on Facebook and you get on it. Guess what that so-and-so did to me? And you talk about this and you whine, you're doing all that stuff. You're trying to get it back. You're downing them. You're demeaning them. And you act up. you all over the place. You just, you just get, I mean, you trying your best to get even through just putting them down, down. How is that helping you? What redemptive value do you gain from that? You whine to people on email. You whine to people on Facebook. You whine on Twitter. You whine on this. You whine on that. You, 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 uh, what's the thing where you can look at yourself, look at each other, talk? What is that? FaceTime. You know what I'm talking about. Don't act like you know. You, you, you look at each other and whine. You want them to see you whine. FaceTime me so you can see my ugly face and how miserable I am. I'm whining. 
<laughs> oh, God, help me. Uh, Matthew 544b says, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Sometimes God allows rejection so you can get a gauge on your own spiritual life. You talk about you, you, you spiritual and you know the Lord and you strong and I'm saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. You got all that terminology. And then when God sent a crisis, you're ah, why me, Lord? Oh, so you're not so filled and sanctified and full of the Holy Ghost. Why are you acting like that? Sometimes he let you, those things happen uh, to, so you can get a gauge on your own spiritual life. I'm almost done. You dishonor God by being critical. You dishonor God by being critical, having a bad attitude, and making everyone else around you miserable in your family, in your in your home, in your business, in the church. We glorify God by possessing a confident, unwavering faith in Christ. A couple more and I'll be done. Number nine, refuse, refuse to accept ugly and degrading names people call you, nor allow rejection to define you. That's a big one. Refuse to allow ugly names and degrading names, ugly and degrading names that people call you to, to define you. How many of you have been called an ugly name before, a demeaning name? Let me see your hand somewhere in your life. And you still remember to this day. I mean, if you have never been called a name, wow, you, you really in a minority. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, the higher up you go, the more names you're going to be called, by the way. Uh-oh. The more successful you are and people get jealous of you and all these things come at you, you know what? They'll call names. Some of the very people you thought were your friend, you just start getting successful now. And all of a sudden, they got, a, they got an attitude. They got an attitude. They, they, they'll make up stuff even. I'm going to tell you something. When people call you names and, and ugly and demeaning, remember that God loves you unconditionally. Remind yourself of who you are in Christ. The Bible calls, I'm going to tell you what the Bible calls you so, so you get happy about who you are in Christ. See, some of y'all don't even know who you are in Christ. Let me give you a list here. You're not, you might, I hope you can write them all down. Uh, uh, it's probably already up there. I want you already writing them down because you don't even know who you are. Your name, sometimes you call yourself, sometimes the parents give you crazy names. I'm Tubaculuca, you know. I say, what is that? How do you spell it? I'm Simon Yuba. You know, I said, what? Huh? You know, these long names. You don't have enough squares to put the alphabets. You know, just run off all over the page. And what it means? I don't know, but it just sounds good. Let me show you. Here's, here's the names. You write them already. The Bible calls us saints. Colossians 1, 2. Romans 1, 7. The Bible calls us brethren. Colossians 1, 2. James 2, 5. The Bible calls us sons of the living God, Romans 9, 26. The Bible calls us righteous, Romans 1, 17. The Bible calls us sons of Abraham, Galatians 3, 7. The Bible calls us sons of the Most High, Luke 6, 35. The Bible calls us children of light, Ephesians 5, 8. The Bible calls us a holy nation, 1 Peter 4, 9. 
The Bible calls us the church. Acts 20, 28. The Bible calls us believers. 1 Peter 1, 21. The Bible calls us Christians. Acts eleven twenty six. The Bible calls us disciples. John 8, 31. The Bible calls us bondservants. Titus 1, 1. The Bible calls us as of God, Romans 8, 17. The Bible calls us redeemed, Isaiah 62, 12. The Bible calls us living stones, 1 Peter 2, 5. The Bible calls us little children, John 13, 33. The Bible calls us strangers and pilgrims, Hebrews eleven thirteen. The Bible calls us ambassadors, 2 Corinthians 5, 20. You represent God on earth as his royal ambassadors. The Bible calls us children of God, Gospel of John eleven fifty two. The Bible calls us a chosen generation. I love that name, 1 Peter 4, 9. The Bible calls us a royal priesthood, 1 Peter 4, 9. The Bible calls us beloved children, Ephesians 5, 1. The Bible calls us, I love this, sons of the resurrection, Luke 20, 36. When you get to focusing on those scriptures and writing those down, listen, it doesn't matter what folk call you because you know who you are in Christ and don't you receive anything that is not of God toward you. Beloved, allow absolutely no one to redefine you and only accept names that our Lord calls you, which establishes your identity in Christ. Last but not the least, living righteously does not exempt us from trouble and persecution. Living righteously does not exempt us from trouble and persecution. Luke 6, says, blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the son of man. When doing what the Lord has called you to do, expect opposition, confrontation, and persecution. When doing what the Lord has called you to do, expect opposition, confrontation, and persecution. First Peter chapter four, verses 12 through 14 says, beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you for the spirit of glory and of Christ rest upon you. On on their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. Persecution is imminent for those who follow Christ and obey his words. Jesus was born in trouble. Jesus lived in trouble and he died in trouble. But praise be to God, our Lord and God and conquering King rose triumphantly from the grave with all power in his hand. We serve a risen Savior for he is risen. Hallelujah. Jesus is risen indeed. Can you say hallelujah? Can you say hallelujah? Can you say Jesus is risen? Jesus is risen indeed. In closing, inherit in the question, what then shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ, is a decision each one of us must make. Will you make the decision to be saved or to remain in a lost state of sin? 
Will you make a decision to be good or evil? Will you make a decision to be light or darkness? Will you choose Jesus or will you choose Satan? Will you choose life or death? Will you choose heaven or hell where you spend all eternity hinges on your decision? Beloved, you get to choose. And all God's children said, Father, we thank you for the message. So much in it. And I pray that someone got healed because of it. Children are rejected. People are rejected in every level of society. People are rejected in the church. Rejected on companies. They're not promoted when they should have been, perhaps. Rejected by family. Ostracized. Oh, God. I pray that this message saturate our hearts. And I pray that you help us to start over. May this message just not be put on the shelf, but may it be taken and actually read over and read over and read over so we'll realize our hope is in you and you will build us up and make us great men, women, and children of God. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, the only way to handle rejection is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Without Christ, you're fighting a losing battle. But with Christ, all things are possible. You say, why did God bring you here? He brought you here to hear this message. And you know God spoke to you. The question is, what you going to do with it? God, God, God is waiting on you. God brought you here. And the worst thing you can do, you know what? To hear this message and then reject it and not respond to it when you know God spoke to you, you're rejecting Christ. If you, if you knew that you were going to die tonight, how would that affect your decision right now? In today's message, we come to the realization, both biblically and personally, that we sometimes fall short of standing up for Jesus. How can we be Christ-like if we're only doing what we feel comfortable with, rather than doing all that God has called us to do? What then shall we do with Jesus, who is called Christ? Go all the way with him. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109 directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.